0: This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. Guys, this is your warning.
1: We do swear occasionally.
0: Every now and then, we'll say the word sometimes, sometimes, and even maybe. But don't let that put you off. We're nice people.
1: We beep them out. So <laughs> your kids can listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Enjoy. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley falls down the track. Comes scoring this time. Chicken connects. It's either six or out. It's six. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to Nobles, the
0: cricket, cricket podcast, with, with me, me Alex Crawley, <laughs> and you, Kate Alex. Harley. <laughs> we didn't even find that. <laughs> that was good from us. The power of being back together.
1: Thank God. It's been a very quiet morning, and we've just honestly, we're like actresses.
0: We've just switched it on for this podcast. Is that what they do? Is that what they get paid yeah. for? Yeah. Um, we're here at Emirates Old Trafford. What an absolutely beautiful good for, place! Good from you, Emirates Old Trafford. Beautiful place to do this podcast because we've been doing it from various bedrooms of various hotels for the last three months. No wonder we're sick of it.
1: <laughs> like literally, no wonder we've. This has taken us so long to do because we're both like, oh, should we do the pod?
0: It's also taken us so long to do because you left New Zealand on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We left New Zealand on the Wednesday. We've not seen each other since we got back, so no. this is a reunion and it's all just been a bit of a shambles obviously in true nobles fashion yeah how are you i'm good i'm okay i am tired Mm -hmm. which i think i've said on the last seven episodes (laughs) so but we've stopped now and i'm properly tired like my body has just gone (sighs) (laughs) oh my god are you 50 (laughs) well i think it's actually gone like thank you Oh really? For stopping, yeah. yeah like nice. you don't have to bowl anymore. That's nice. Yeah. So have you done any exercise for the last however long? No. So it's been seven days since the final. Yeah. That sounds. Is that like, all it is? Sounds like a Craig David song. That. Um, seven days since the final, and I have not been interested in putting any kind of running attire on. No. And I'm not going to. We've got four weeks off now, so I'm just going to let my body relax, recover. And then when I'm ready to go in about seven weeks' time, I'll go again.
1: Although you were texting me last night being like, I've done a spreadsheet on all my cricket dates and I'm so excited. I was like, Crossy, have some time off.
0: Yeah, so that was... So officially time off starts today, this yeah. Monday. We've got four weeks from today. And I thought, I just don't know what I'm doing this summer. One of the girls was
1: like, I bet she's at training on Friday. <laughs>
0: Probably. Every chance. No, absolutely not. Paz has said to me today, rocked up, because we're at media day here at Lanx, Rocked up. Paz was like, you're training with us today, Crossy? I was like absolutely not why would I be training I will strain my side if I try and bowl (laughs) today no thank you so will I and I've got to (laughs) how are you
1: I'm all right thank you I'm equally as tired like it's funny isn't it when you've been on tour you feel like you need a holiday after a tour which you can have I've got to go straight back into cricket which because they obviously think I've just been gallivanting for three months when I've been working extremely incredibly hard um So yeah, I landed on the Wednesday and I was back in training on the Wednesday and uh, I need a
0: break. It's now Monday. Yeah. I mean, would you want to go away though? Like people have asked me this today and I'm like, I couldn't think of anything worse than getting on a plane or living out of a suitcase again. I would like to click my fingers and be in the sun. Really? Okay. So you've been in the sun for three months.
1: New Zealand was not sunny.
0: No, it wasn't. Someone said today, they were like, oh, it must be cold for you today. I was like, we played in Wellington. Yeah, like it windy was, Wellington. Yeah, had 17 layers and hand, pocket, hand warmers in my pocket. Hand, pocket hand pockets in your warmers. Hand pockets <laughs> in my warmers. Um, where do we start with this? We, we've not put it off, but you text me after, the maybe the Tuesday after the World Cup final, and you said, do you want to do the pod? I said, whenever you're ready. And I was like, I don't think we should avoid it just because we've lost. No. If we'd have won, we'd have been doing this 15 minutes after the game i'm sure so we've got to address it so um let's give it a go yeah well what a turnaround let's
1: not go straight no, into yeah. losing the final you've played incredible cricket to even get there you should be on you should have
0: been home two weeks ago i think that's the bit i'm probably struggling the most with especially having come home and spoke to people like i went down to the cricket club on saturday and um people don't know what to say because they're like, "Oh, well, well done." we know yeah. you lost but well well done and we're proud of you and people just aren't quite sure how to frame it yeah and I think because I've not really processed it properly yet like today's f- we've done media today and it's the first time I've spoken about it yeah. so it's the first time I've even started the process of processing <laughs> um it's what the pod's for honey but when people have said like you you've done so well to get there we were probably opposite to that thinking there's no way we shouldn't get there yeah. Like going into that tournament, we believed that we were a top four team, obviously. Yeah. Top two team. Yeah. So we had the ambitions to go and retain the trophy. So for us to even consider not getting to that final yeah. was never an option. Yeah. So the fact that people are framing it being like, you've done well to get there, no, it would have been a travesty if we didn't get there.
1: But if we're being totally honest, you didn't deserve to get there. And if the competition hadn't have been as close as it was, you'd have been knocked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because everyone says, like, we lost... the f- Obviously, we did lose the first three games, but we didn't play good cricket. No. We did against Australia. Yeah. We didn't play our best cricket, but we weren't poor... Like, we we nearly chased down 300. If you'd
1: have played that cricket in any other game, you'd have beat any other team. Yeah,
0: it was just because it was yeah. against Australia. So, we were probably most disappointed with the West Indies and the South Africa games because yeah. we got ourselves into positions to lose those. Yeah. Um, so, I think once we played that game against India and we turned it around... And again, we had to play knockout cricket, which helped us, I think, because you, there was just no other option. And you did have two easy games, easier games. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think once we got to the to the semi final bit, even though we played five semi finals in yeah. that tournament, I think once we got to that bit, we were like, right, we can do this. Yeah, but we always knew it would be hard yeah. playing against Australia. I
1: remember seeing you the day before the final, and everyone was super chilled. It was really sunny, wasn't it? Yeah, um, we were all in shorts and a t shirt, and it was the first time I'd really come to training and spoke to you all. And I said, You're right. You went, Yeah, I'm just looking over there at the practice and I can't, genuinely can't see who's going to lift the trophy. You're like, I feel like it's 50 50.
0: Yeah, because they do, they do like the whole run through, so they put the stage up. It was quite funny actually because all the ICC um, staff members were like pretending to be Laura Wolfire. They, they were
1: like, Thank you, I've worked incredibly hard on my cover drive.
0: Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> Got presented with a water bottle and it was like, I'm so proud to win this trophy. Like, thank you so much to my family and my friends who've <laughs> all been watching. So that was quite funny. But I was just watching that whole thing take place. And I was like, I can't, I can't like, have a vision of who's gonna, who it yeah. was going to be. And I have to say, I thought about that final quite a lot. I thought about how it was going to go. I thought about the possibilities of us batting first, us bowling first, who'd score runs. In none of my visions <laughs> did I see us concede in 360. <laughs> like, in none of them. What was it, 367? I'm calling it 360. I'm rounding it down.
1: Oh. I've been it
0: but I've been rounding it down okay, before. We'll down. Yeah, because we'll I went at eights in a World Cup final and everyone said, Well done to me. So yeah, was you bowled well. <laughs> I bowled quite well, yeah. You did
1: bowl well. You and you were unlucky. Two drop catches in and over.
0: Yeah. Ten in the tournament. Ten in the tournament. So we've been
1: talking about your tournament actually quite a lot and you were like, I'm really disappointed. I didn't take any wickets,
0: but you created opportunities. Yeah. I think that's what I need to start measuring myself mm-hmm. on as well. It's not, obviously, you can't be in control of. Winning, losing, people taking catches, whatever. But I can be in control of what I do. Yeah. So I think... I was just saying, we did an interview today. We just spoke with the partners here at Langston, didn't we? And, like, I'm 30. And I think I know everything about cricket and about myself. And I've just learned so much in the last eight weeks. Yeah. And stuff that... Because, again, it was a new experience for me. I've never mm. played in a World Cup. So it was like, I'm still learning. And to yeah. so still be learning at 30. That means you've got to play in another one. You've got to oh still God. be there in three years. Well... I was thinking 2025, like w- three years away, could definitely put myself forward to be involved in that. But then I was, ta- I was talking to H about this, like there's nothing that's guaranteed. Like no. how, what you said going into this tournament... Like that was your last. I thought I'd be. I thought I'd be playing in this tournament yeah. you just played in. So I was thinking, as soon as we lost that final, as like twenty twenty five, I'm gonna, I've, you know, I'm gonna put my name forward to be involved in that. But nothing is guaranteed. There's nothing to say you'll be fit when you get there. Like yeah. you might have an injury. There's nothing to say we'll make a final. Like nothing in sport is guaranteed. So I think that's the bit I'm really struggling to work out at the minute is appreciating that I've played in a World Cup final without not wanting to throw it away, but it wasn't good enough because yeah. we didn't win it. Whereas I will get to a point where I'll be so proud, proud. that I played in that, but at the minute, I can't get there. Yeah. Um,
1: did you enjoy it as a whole? Not the final, the, the tournament, playing in a World Cup?
0: I honestly, I was, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that question because, at the minute, the answer is no. Yeah, because it feels like such a blur. Yeah, I can't. I was trying to think about like a team that we played. and I was like, "What ground was that? And where were oh, we there?" Yeah, and... It
1: will always be like that. I'm telling you now. Yeah, like, okay. it will literally always feel like that. Okay. I think people ask me if I remember it or enjoyed it, and it's weird because you look back and you go, "I must, I must have enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it. I don't know."
0: That's exactly where I'm feeling at the moment. I feel a bit guilty for feeling that because well, I... I still feel like that five years later. Okay, right. That makes me feel a little bit better actually, but. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they're the pro- they're the like emotions that I've not processed yet. Yeah. But I'm at the minute I can't look back and be like that was the best time of my life no. because it wasn't because no. it was hard and it was emotional and yeah. I'd, again, said in this interview, like the one thing you didn't warn me about was how emotionally invested you get into it. Yeah. And we've never played more than five ODIs in a row. Like yeah. le- we played n- nine, eight. I don't know how many. Literally it was. played eight. Yeah. So no nine, including the final. So I think the sheer amount of cricket. The emotion that goes into certainly those losses at the start of the the start of the tournament, the emotion that came out after the semi final, knowing we'd made the final, and then I was emotionless after the game, the yeah. actual final. I w- I was like, I'm I'm okay. Like this is weird.
1: But you told me that you knew you'd lost a long way out from when you actually lost because Australia yeah.
0: just dominated, didn't they? Well, I thought three. I genuinely thought three hundred. Me too. Three hundred is probably par score. I thought three twenty. We could. We could chase. It started off at like
1: 280, yeah, 300, yeah, maybe 220, maybe, and then it got to 360. I was like, God.
0: Well, I looked at the scoreboard. I think there in the last ten overs, I was like, right, we've got if we can take a few wickets here, which we did, we might have a chance. And then it was just like this onslaught of people coming in and scoring boundaries. And I thought, right, 350 is going to be tough mm. in a final to chase. But if Nat can pull something off, you never know. Nat actually said to me in the change room at half time, she was like, I need to score 150 here because I dropped Healy. Oh my god! She's like, I'm going to go and score 150.
1: She didn't quite get the 148 not out.
0: <laughs> Only because we let yeah. her down. I, th- I genuinely think if anyone had batted with her, then we could- we were above the rate for all of it. It was just the yeah, wickets. Yeah,
1: miles above it as well. It's um, it's funny, isn't it? Because everyone looks at Australia and says, "Best team in the world, they're so dominant. How are we ever going to catch up to them?" Which is true, but. That batting lineup is a once in a lifetime batting lineup. Yeah. When they, they're all thirty, when they start retiring, they're not gonna be anywhere near as good as they are
0: now. Yeah. Well someone said to me they were like, You're unlucky to have those drop catches because it would have got rid of Haynes and Healy. But then I was like, Well yeah, that's great, but Lanning and Perry were coming in. So <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> just like it just felt never ending and then yeah. you've got Mooney who knows how to read situations. Um But the emotion, so I was I had no emotion coming mm. off the pitch. I was fine. Like we said, I, I kind of at half time felt like it was going to, we were uphill, we were, you know, chasing shovel, what is it? Shoveling shit uphill. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Um, so, yeah, we're always going to be up against it. And then I sat down in the dressing room. We'd done the media bits. We'd gone and got the trophy. Everyone was just having a beer. And Breezy, our bowling coach, the spin bowling coach came and sat next to me. And I was like, Breezy, I'm not got any emotion. I don't... Like, I'm quite an emotional person. I don't get it. And as I said that, a tear fell out of my eye. (laughs) Oh, no. And Al, I'm not exaggerating. I couldn't stop crying for, like, two hours. Oh, my God. But just having a normal conversation with someone, I was just crying. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It was
1: so strange. So strange. I mean, it is emotional, isn't it? Because that was, you know, like... The older people in that group might never play again in a World Cup. like, and, And they'll know that. So they'll be emotional. Yeah. Like the younger people probably it they didn't play and vice versa. And like, it's just a strange environment. And the fact that it was done, you were like, felt empty. Yeah.
0: And then you were like, oh. I think that was it. I think it was the element of like, five years of you dedicating yourself to your sport for that World Cup. Like I always like had nothing. that World Cup in my head and then it's gone. Yeah. And now what now? I know there's like, an, like everything to look forward to. Yeah. summer and stuff. But in that moment, I was like, oh my God, it's over.
1: Well, 50 other cricket, Playing in World Cup is the pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah. It's
0: like what you want to do. Yeah. And then you don't have the opportunity to win the trophy. So it's, yeah, it's just, it was weird. And I'm, yeah, like I said, not processed it all and it'll take a while. So Yeah, <laughs> it might take a few years. A few <laughs> years, might be the next one. <laughs> Jeez. How, what about you? Because it was obviously a very different experience for you it, having played and won yeah. 2017 to then be commentating in the next one.
1: Having cried after the semi-final. And being like so proud of you all because like obviously like still friends of you all want you to do really well. But, like when Australia started just going at twenty and over in the last six overs, I was laughing. I was like, "This is this is just Australia." Like they are just so good, and it was genuinely just a privilege to watch it because I was just like, "This is never going to happen again." Like this is unbelievable. And then obviously Nat was batting really well, and you I didn't actually realise how. Like, we got 280. Mm. Like, and it, all it would have taken is somebody to get 50, 60, 70.
0: You know, the next top score was 27. Yeah. And that got 150. They just needed one more partnership with that, and it would have put them under pressure. Yeah. Because as, as good as their batting lineup is, I don't think their bowling no. attack matches how good their batting well, attack is. I think Darcy
1: Brown was really expensive that day, and she's she had the freedom to bowl rockets and be quite a loose cannon and be erratic and have three
0: slips in and it didn't really matter yeah
1: because the run rate was above sixes from the start yeah um but after the game (laughs) selfishly um because you lost i didn't have any work to do so i could have a beer straight away so you could relax straight away had you have won it would have been two and a half three hours of like proper work and there was no interviews the next day or anything um which was a relief but obviously I, i would have liked to have done that
0: yeah going back to what you were saying about laughing, there was a point where I think I came back for my third spell, which is actually quite unheard of in my little... You normally know, just middle, one spell. My <laughs> middle overs bowl, in his, yeah. I'm mean, usually bowling the eight overs spell in the middle. Um, I bowled a ball to Alyssa Healy, which I wouldn't, know what you're gonna say. wouldn't have landed on the cut strip. So she stepped outside leg stump, I followed her, and she hit me over cover, and I just had to laugh. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing you can do. When someone is batting like that, there is nothing you can do it, to stop them.
1: I remember seeing that. And we had, like, a TV replay screen on our thing, um, on our, like, bench. And it was live, but I wasn't on air, and I saw her hit you over extra cover. I was like, oh, cross, it must have been outside the off stump, because that's a great shot. When I saw it, it, was, like, a fifth-leg stump Yorker. She's moved to hit it over extra. I was just like, there's nothing you can do. And then you set your field for it, and she paddles you for four. Or you then set, you have a deep cover of fine leg, and she hits you over mid-off for four. Like,
0: th- it was just a... It was one of them days. Yeah, it was literally damage control, because Heather came up to me. She was like, do you want to put fine leg like, out for the paddle and I was like of all the shots she's playing against me that's the one that she's not executed so of the six times she tried it she executed two so I was like right damage control no keep them up Mm. but I came off the pitch and I spoke to a couple of the coaches and I was like what was the feeling because out there it just felt it felt like we didn't bowl badly we bowled some bad balls didn't bowl badly at all but someone just had a day and then someone said something oh we didn't have long off out for enough of the of um, our innings and I was like if we'd have had long off out, she'd have found somewhere else to score. It was one yeah. of those days, that it didn't matter where you put your fielders, she was going to find ways yeah. of scoring.
1: And it was like, right, go to your Yorker plans. So you went to your Yorker plans and she still found ways yeah. of scoring. But yeah. then you go, you take away her and like,
0: Haynes got 80-odd. <laughs> you yeah, forget. Honestly, yeah. It was just... <sighs> I think the the thing that upset me as well that I got... like I'm I wouldn't have been able to speak about this a, a week ago without crying, but... It felt like we didn't do ourselves justice on the big stage and it it felt like there was so much media attention around the final and so much more than we'd had throughout the whole tournament, naturally, because people have picked up on the fact... Well, they've just picked up on the fact that we're playing in a World Cup final. And it felt like so many people were staying up to watch and then we, we couldn't quite challenge as much as we wanted to and that was what I really struggled with was... And it upset me because I felt like I'm not a bowler that should go at eights or not take wickets or whatever. Yeah. And people saw that. And it doesn't matter. These are the people that don't matter to yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Like, obviously, everyone that's w- loved me and watched me for the whole tournament are the people that I care about. But it was just the fact that we it felt like we'd missed an opportunity to be the England team that we can be.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, like, that happens. Like, you've you've just been outplayed by one player, really. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, without that, if you should have got 50, you'd have been chasing 300,
0: and it was, it was game on. I mean, we did drop her twice, but well, we dropped her on 40.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if ifs and buts were toffees and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So, pardon, I've never heard that. before. You know, I like that one. I like that one. I've never heard that before. Do you want me uh, to read you my note that I wrote down before the game? Yes, I might have deleted it actually. Oh god, that's <laughs> where, where it. I was at. <laughs> like, bye. So, if you remember my first note, it was sing loud smile be a basic so it said tomorrow sing louder yeah take in every second smile which is very hard to do when you're getting hit for six over like some yorker be basic and then i wrote at the bottom because i was i said to loads of people it's just another game it's just another game. and i think that was me just trying to level myself out and then when i drove into the ground when we got on the bus and went to the ground i was like it's not just another game it's a world cup final mm. Like, why are you playing this down? It's a World Cup final. Go and, like, enjoy it and take yeah. in the occasion. So I wrote down at the bottom, do it for that little girl who picked up the ball and fell in love.
1: Oh, crossy. Yeah. That's really sweet. And I didn't do it. <laughs> <gasps> I got tears in my eyes. That's really sweet. I saw Lisa the day before and I was like, just another game tomorrow, mate. And she went, it's not the all, mate, is it? It's World Cup final.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I think we were trying to play it down and then... In that, you don't want to miss the occasion. I guess when everyone says it's just another game, they mean
1: the cricket is just another yeah. game, but everything else. I remember texting somebody while you were on the way, and they were like, I really want to just, like, get off my phone and soak it all up. I was like, will do it then. Yeah. Like, just soak
0: in the occasion. Like, yeah. it is, you might never be there again. Yeah, and the crowd was amazing. For a neutral crowd... Full, basically full. It was so good, and they appreciated good cricket, and they saw a lot yeah. of good cricket, so...
1: There was um, a couple of girls there...
0: Um, and one was
1: fully England stash. And one was fully Australian stash. And yeah. they were there together. And I really? was
0: like, mm. <laughs> yeah, like Someone was going to have a good day at least. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what my favourite part of the whole tournament was, though? And I kept letting you know throughout it. But so many people at different venues would shout me from the crowd, being like, Crossy, we love the podcast. How good is that? In New Zealand, opposite side of the world, like, was so proud of us. The, um, the
1: umpire, Lauren, the neutral umpire from South Africa, from the final we were having a beverage after
0: she came up to me she's like do you remember the selfie we got she's like my brother loves the podcast oh amazing yeah amazing even um our doctor said she was like i know alex i was like but you weren't you weren't involved when i was in the squad she was like oh no no no! i listen to her all the time because my husband loves the podcast <laughs> i love that yeah
1: um i do have something about the umpires because you know Sue Redfern slid in, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, Asking or telling us that the hunky umpire wants to come on the pod. Yeah. You saw him. Yeah, on a plane.
0: On a oh, plane. Did he, did he mention the pod? So I walked past him, and this is the first commercial plane that we've got for three months, Did basically. you know what to do? No. Honestly, we went through a terminal. But normally, we just get driven <laughs> onto the runway. It's amazing. Um, so I spotted him, and I gave him a little nod. I was like, all right, mate. I was like, here, we've uh, locked you in for the pod. And he said, I've heard the message. Which, I don't know what that means, but I took it to mean that he listened to the podcast and heard you calling him Alex Wolf. I hear. I
1: think that he's heard the message that I fancy him.
0: Maybe you're in it.
1: Well, I've heard another rumor. Apparently, all <laughs> the umpires had to move hotels before the World Cup final because they all got, final, cause
0: they all got bed bugs. Oh no! Yeah, oh, that's a shocker. Yeah. Would you rather have bedbugs or COVID?
1: Uh. COVID Especially in England. Yeah, true. No. It's not a thing. how You weird need is it? to get it. You've not yeah. had
0: it yet. No, I've not. How weird is it coming back and there's just no restrictions? Like, no one's wearing masks, everyone's hugging each other. Do you know, as soon as I got off the plane in England, everyone took their masks off. Like, I was like, what? Crazy. Um, just want to shout out Lauren Bell and H at this point yeah. because we had a little scare just before we left. So we finished the tournament. We were, first time we were allowed into a bar. So we, you know, we went out <laughs> had some dinner. <laughs> And at this point, we weren't getting tested to come home because we were meant to fly through Dubai. All those flights got cancelled. We had to come back a day later, but we had to go through Australia, which meant that we needed to have a rat test, a lateral flow. So we found this out the day before. Lauren Bell thought she had a two-day hangover. Turns out it was COVID. COVID. So she tested positive for COVID and has had to stay out there for another week. To put it into perspective, she's still there now. She's still there now. She was only meant to be in the Australia leg, so she'd packed a bag for three weeks. Three months later, she's still there now and because of duty and care duty of care and stuff like that h offered to stay out with them so shout out to them they're still in Auckland.
1: h <laughs> two fingers is a gem for staying what out an, there what an
0: absolute delta.
1: oh what a time crossy
0: what a three months how we all tested negative after that though no idea. yeah i've got no idea oh, absolutely no idea is
1: this where we tell everyone we're gonna have a break
0: yeah i think so um i do have something else i want to talk about before we go oh yeah um, but yeah, we are going to have a little break now, aren't mm. we? There's not going to be no cricket to report on, that that we ever report about cricket. No, um, but we're just fed up with recording it, to be honest, aren't we? Yeah, I think we just need a bit of time off from it, don't we? Yeah. Doesn't mean to say that we don't still love all our fans. Oh, we'll and be, all back. Yeah, we will be back. Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, there's something I want to talk about, because in amongst all the World Cup frenzy that was happening, yes. there was a big announcement. Yes, there was. The hundred teams have announced where everyone is going to play, and you can now reveal that you have signed for
1: the Welsh Fire! Da, 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 da. Yes. And you true, true nobles fans and you true listeners, you figured it all out. You knew.
0: And so many people on all of the media reports, I saw so many people comment saying whatever date it is. Welsh Fire playing Manchester Originals at Old Trafford on this day alex versus crossy
1: yeah I've, that's not sunk in yet that bit
0: i'm looking forward to
1: it we've just got we've been at old trafford today actually and we, like we've been talking about it and the girls were all around the table talking about the hundred because a lot of the teams the same And matt parkinson looked across the
0: table and just went judas <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> i was like no it's not my fault <laughs> it will be i mean it's it was brilliant for the podcast last year. It was both in on the same team, but I think it's going to definitely add an element of something. I think sure. it's
1: going to be great because I've like, what have you actually been doing? Yeah. Are you winning? Are you losing? Yeah, who knows? Like, I can't wait for Australia to be top of the table. You be bottom.
0: You've got a good team.
1: Really good team.
0: We've just got to hope that the Aussies come over. Yeah, that is the worry. But there is the Commonwealth, so we've got, you, you know, they're going to be in the country at least. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to hitting you for a six.
1: I'm definitely. Definitely looking forward to ramping you for four. <laughs>
0: We're going to have to, like, I call it the spud battle or something. Yeah, we are.
1: Battle of the we spuds. Are. Battle of the spuds. Oh, I, uh, we got a spud t-shirt sent to us, didn't we, ages ago? Yeah. Maybe we'll wear them underneath Underneath and pull
0: it, pull it up when you get a, suit, get a wicket. <laughs> How are you actually feeling about it? Where's your emotion at now? Crossing my emotion with cricket is
1: all over the place. I yeah. don't actually know. Okay. It's first day of training. I'm dreading it.
0: Because? <sighs>
1: don't know if I want to play anymore okay maybe enough for another time right yeah okay <laughs> but I'm hoping that once I get into it and we get out
0: there and we start playing
1: I'll I'll find my love for it again yeah because you've also
0: got to remember when you played a game in Australia you went and club cricket. you loved it and that's the thing isn't it I, I'm
1: I'm very good which is to my detriment of being in the moment of wherever I am so in the moment commentating that's what I want to do when I'm at cricket in the moment that's what I want to do so yeah. I'm hoping after today's training, in a couple of hours,
0: I'll be. And you've also got to remember that you have never liked training. <laughs> no. You've hated it. Even when you were a professional yeah. for England, you hated it. Yeah. So like that's always going to... Like, everyone with any job, anywhere in the world, they've always got something that they hate about their job. That's just your part of it that you don't like.
1: Yeah. And I left in January. January, the, Well, I actually technically left cricket in December, so I've not trained at Old Trafford. And I've come back to Old Trafford you know, in the summer to go outside.
0: First session by indoors, raining brilliant yeah brilliant we have got a lot of games here at Old Trafford this summer though we have I just I was thinking under. about it on the way in because I did my little spreadsheet yesterday so I know where all my fixtures yeah. are now um it took me 18 years of playing cricket for Lancashire to get the opportunity to play at Old Trafford mm. and it rained and we had I think we got rained off actually I don't think I got the chance to oh. do it 18 years and this year some of these girls are going to play six times at Old Trafford I know how good and that's not including the 100 no so good
1: so, I bet home of cricket. That's
0: why it is, isn't it? Look yeah. at it. I'm it's finally not that terrible building down.
1: Well, yeah, they have, but it's that miserable outside. The boys are training on a wicket out in the middle, and the net just blew away. <laughs> Brilliant. Welcome back. Had I mean, what's bricks snowy-
0: on it? It was snowing last week. Let's just be really grateful that we're not playing this week.
1: Very true. Um, so, Crossy, we'll be back for the podcast soon. Hopefully, when we're back for the podcast, we'll actually be playing cricket together, not against each other. Yep. And then you've got your
0: international series, season. Our summer is, again, done my little spreadsheet, mad. Yeah. So we've got Charlotte Edwards Cup to start with. Yeah. So we'll be back with the regions. Then we go into an international series against South Africa, starting with a test match. Got, Duke's ball. Duke's ball, but got a ball at Laura Wolfhardt in a test match. Mm. Then we go into the Commonwealth, a whole new ground completely. Never been there, never been seen. Then we go into the 100. Then we've got an international series against India. You've got a busy winter as well. So don't even look forward to the winter. (laughs) No, right. we're not talking about the winter. We don't even know when we're going to do this podcast again. It might be then in the winter.
1: Right, guys, we'll see you in, I reckon, three or four weeks.
0: Yeah, hope you enjoy listening to some other podcasts.
1: Oh, don't forget about us.
0: Don't forget about us. We we are still here. We'll be on the socials.
1: And if you miss us, just just hound us on Twitter and Instagram and
0: I'm sure we'll come back. Yeah, we'll uh, give it three days. We'll be back. Yeah. I'll be training on Friday with you and then we'll be back in the podcast. Got middle pre- practice at Old Trafford Friday. See you there. Um, we hope you're all all right. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And we hope you're looking forward to the season starting. Cricket is back, baby. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, if ifs and buts, With toffees and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. And if you need someone, you've always got us. You do that as well.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for.
1: Cartley falls down the track, comes scoring. This time, Chicken X. It's either six or out. It's six.
0: Jill Scott's Coffee Club. Jill Scott there, it's a little croit turn. Beautiful. Hiya, I'm Jill Scott, England midfielder, coffee obsessive and dressing room joker. And you left out the second highest capped England player of all time in there, Jill. Oh, I should have put that in, shouldn't I? We're going to be chatting to some of the biggest names in women's football over a cup of coffee. Have you still got that dog that you don't get on with? No, I like him now, yeah, Norman. We had one before that called Jimmy. So you couldn't call him like Kyle. (laughs) I went to
1: Nando's and ordered some chicken wings.
0: Jill Scott's Coffee Club. Listen on BBC Sounds.